Cable news, noisy, boring, out of touch. That's why Salem News Channel is different. We keep you in the know. Streaming 24-7 for free. Home to the greatest collection of conservative voices like Dennis Prager, Jay Sekulow, Mike Gallagher, and more. Salem News Channel is unfiltered and unapologetic. Watch anytime, on any screen at snc.tv and local now channel 525 today on hope lives 365 pastor mark findley the only thing the fiery trial will do is burn the bonds that have tied you to earth and give you within your heart a longing for eternity that this world can never give when you go through the flames of life god is there knowing that in every circumstance of life He will never leave us, and he'll never forsake us. The pagan king of the Babylonian Empire, Nebuchadnezzar, wanted his empire to last forever. And to illustrate this, he had a huge golden statue of himself made for his subjects to worship. Uh, But from the vantage point of God's throne, this graven image was small and insignificant. Today on Hope Lives 365, Pastor Mark Finley talks about how the imagery in the Old Testament book of Daniel allows us to understand those prophecies described in the book of Revelation. So stay with us as Pastor Mark Finley continues the series, Unveiling the Secrets of Daniel, next on Hope Lives 365. Welcome back to Hope Lives 365 with Pastor Mark Finley. Please be aware that we have helpful resources available at our website, and you'll find, uh, for example, today's message, Defying the Death Decree, there. Just go online to hopelives365.com. Our teacher is Mark Findlay. He's president of Hope Lives 365. Mark has spent more than 40 years in Christian ministry and has preached 17 television series broadcast throughout the world and translated into more than 50 languages. Today, Pastor Mark continues the series, Unveiling the Secrets of Daniel, a lesson contrasting earthly power versus the power of heaven. Pastor Mark concludes a three-part message called Defying the Death Decree. Here's Pastor Mark Finley. We're back to Daniel chapter 3. We're looking at verse 8 and 9. Therefore, at that time, certain Chaldeans came forward and accused the Jews, that is Shadrach, Meshach, and Abednego, You, king, have made a decree that everyone who hears the sound of the horn, the flute, the harp, the lyre, the psaltery, in symphony with all kinds of music, shall fall down and worship the golden image. And whoever does not fall down and worship shall be cast in the midst of a burning, fiery furnace. Nebuchadnezzar, you know, um, uh, confirms this rumor. He doesn't take somebody else's word for it. But I want you to see verse 15 in the Bible. Now, if you are ready... In other words, I'm going to give you another chance. At the time, you hear the sound, the horn, the flute, the harp, the lyre, the psaltery, a symphony with all kinds of music, and you fall down and worship. Notice the issue is worship the image. But if you don't worship, you'll be cast immediately into the midst of a burning, fiery furnace. And who is the God that will deliver you out of my hand? Shadrach, Meshach, and Abednego answered and said, King, O Nebuchadnezzar, we have no need to answer you in this matter. They made a decision ahead of time that they were going to be honest to God. But if that is our case, our God whom we serve is able to deliver us from the burning fiery furnace and he'll deliver us from your hand, O king. They say, look, if we go into the flame, 
we have a God that's going to be with us in those flames. If that's the case, the God we serve is able to deliver us from the burning fiery furnace, and he'll deliver us from your hand, O king. But if not, let it be known to you, I love this, if not, that we do not serve your gods, nor we worship the golden image which you've set up. In other words, king, we would rather go into the flames and be burnt and die than compromise our relationship with God. Daniel 3, verse 19, then Nebuchadnezzar was full of fury, and the expression on his face changed toward Shadrach, Meshach, and Abednego. Therefore he spoke and commanded that the heat of the furnace would be seven times more than it was usually heated. Another key point, seven times. Furnace heated seven times. A universal world leader passes a universal decree. The command is to violate one of the commands of God. Shadrach, Meshach, and Abednego will not violate the second commandment and worship the idol. There is a death decree, but the furnace is heated seven times hotter. There's a time of trouble greater than any time of trouble. I wonder, could Daniel 3 be an object lesson for an end time people? An end time people that will find every earthly support cut off. An end time people that will experience the fiery flames again. Could Daniel 3 be an object lesson that teaches us to trust God? That teaches us to have faith in God in the crises of our life today and in the crises that's coming on the world tomorrow. Notice what the scripture says. Verse 20, the king commands certain mighty men of valor who were in his army to bind Shadrach, Meshach, and Abednego and cast them into the burning fiery furnace. Then these men were bound in their coats, their trousers, their turbans, and other garments and were cast into the midst of the burning fiery furnace. Therefore the king's commandment was urgent. The furnace exceedingly hot, the flame of the fire, killed those men who took up Shadrach, Meshach, and Abednego. Now this is interesting. The only thing that is burned is the bonds that bind them and the ones that throw them in are destroyed and they are not destroyed. That's fascinating, isn't it? They're cast into the burning fiery furnace. Now notice what the uh, King Nebuchadnezzar was astonished. He spoke in haste and he spoke saying to his counselors, verse 24, don't miss it. This is the key verse in the entire chapter, verse 24. Then the king was astonished and he arose in haste and spoke saying to his counselors, did we not cast three men bound into the midst of the fire? They answered and said to the king, true. Now verse 25 is your verse. They said, did we not cast three men? The word bound is a key word into the midst of the fire. They answered and said, true, O king. What does the king say? Look, he answers. I see four men loose walking in the midst of the fire and they are not hurt. And the form of the fourth is like the son of God. They are thrown into the fire bound. And the only thing that the flames do is burn and consume the bonds that have bound them. Are you going through a fiery trial right now? You've lost a job and don't know how you're going to pay the bills. There's some sickness that nobody else knows about. You're caring for an aged loved one and it's difficult for you. You're going through some difficulty, some challenge now. You're walking through that fire. Faith knows that God's with you as you go through your flames. Faith is a relationship with God as with a friend well known, knowing that in every circumstance of life, he will never leave us and he'll never forsake us. And the only thing the fiery trial will do is burn the bonds that have tied you to earth. 
and give you within your heart a longing for eternity that this world can never give. When you go through the flames of life, God is there. When I was a boy, my grandfather used to raise canaries. And I will never forget the times that grandpa took me up into the attic with all those canaries. And he said to me one day, let me teach you, son, how to teach canaries to sing. And so he took a dark covering and he covered the canary's cage. He would take a male canary first, put one canary in the cage. Then he would sit outside the cage and keep whistling to that canary, just going... He would do that, and pretty soon the canary would pick up the tune and begin to whistling back to him. It was absolutely amazing as he taught these canaries tunes and how to sing. And I said to him, why do you do that? And he said, Mark, what I do is I put the canary in the darkness and isolate it alone so it only can hear my tune and my voice. If you are going through right now a dark experience in your life, God is teaching you to sing. He's teaching you to sing a song of praise. He's teaching you to sing a song of hope. He's teaching you to sing a song of joy. And as we go through difficulties and trials now and learn to sing, because we hear the master's voice walking through us with that trial, we hear him encouraging us and giving us hope in that trial. As we learn to sing today, when all of the world goes crazy at end time, and when we see... Again, the universality of a world ruler and union of church and state and everything fulfilled in revelation. And when it seems like the world around us is all against us. And when a time comes in Revelation 13, we cannot buy or sell. Or a time comes, as Revelation 13 says, when the mark of the beast is enforced and human beings are threatened with a death decree. We've heard the song of the master. We know he's with us at every moment of our life. And we know he's there to strengthen us. Notice what it says there in the text of scripture itself. Nebuchadnezzar looks in and he says in verse 25, Look, he answers, I see four men loose walking in the midst of the fire. They are not hurt. And the form of the fourth is like what? The son of God. Nebuchadnezzar looks into those flames and he sees Jesus who's leaped, who's leapt right into the flames with Shadrach, Meshach, and Abednego. The good news is that Jesus Christ leaps into the flames of our life. When Shadrach, Meshach, and Abednego went into the furnace, they did not go in to that furnace alone. Pastor Mark Findlay in the Old Testament book of Daniel. You're listening to Hope Lives 365. Let me remind you that you can hear today's message, what you heard just now, and the entire message in an unedited format by going online to hopelives365.com. You can listen there, or for a nominal fee, you can download the audio file for yourself or to share with someone. Just look for the title, Defying the Death Decree, in the radio archives. Again, hopelives365.com. Pastor Mark is back in a moment, but first, we want to welcome your support to this ministry as we continue to bring in these messages each week. And right now, for a generous gift, we'd like to say thank you for your support by sharing a copy of the Red Letter Edition King James World Heritage Reference Bible. 
beautiful black bonded leather cover. The volume also includes 106 pages of Mark Finley's study helps and uh, center column references, color maps, an extensive Bible concordance, messianic prophecies, and a presentation page for your family history. This would make a wonderful gift to share with someone or just to have in your own library. Contact us today at hopelives365.com. Just go online and make that generous gift of $50 or more at hopelives365.com. Or you can do that by calling 855-888-HOPE. That's toll-free, 855-888-4673. We also would encourage you to take a few moments to share how this message, this series in Daniel, has helped you. Write to us at Hope Lives 365, Post Office Box 118, Haymarket, Virginia, 20168. A servant of God trusts God, not simply when things go well, but when they don't go well, who lives a life of trust in the journey of faith. Stay with us for more Hope Lives 365. Welcome back to Hope Lives 365. In a few minutes, I'll share details with you about a valuable resource Mark would like you to have in your home. It's the red-letter edition of the King James Version World Heritage Reference Bible. More details about that just a bit later. Here's Mark Finley. You know, it took Nebuchadnezzar a while before he fully accepted the claims of God. In Daniel chapter 2, he saw God as superior to his gods, but he was still an idol worshiper. In Daniel chapter 3, he threatens all of those who don't worship the true God because he says the true God is superior to all my gods. But by the time you come to the end of the book of the stories of Daniel, in Daniel later in the book, he does accept the true God. And one day, as the result of the witness of Daniel and his friends, Nebuchadnezzar, accepts the true God. Daniel 3, verse 28, Nebuchadnezzar says, Blessed be the God of Shadrach, Meshach, and Abednego, who sent his angel and delivered his servants who trusted him. These are the key word here, trusted. A servant of God trusts God, not simply when things go well, but when they don't go well. A servant of God is one who lives a life of trust in the journey of faith. And they have frustrated the king's word. Now, if you trust, you frustrate the enemy. Because the enemy sees that he can't destroy your faith when you're trusting. And they frustrated the king's word and yielded their bodies that they should not serve nor worship any god except their own god. Shadrach, Meshach, and Abednego had a wonderful commitment to God. Now, somebody might be wondering, where was Daniel in all this? Now, I cannot tell you where Daniel was but I know where Daniel wasn't. He wasn't on the plains of Dura, bowing down before the golden idol. But can I speculate a little bit where Daniel might have been? It's all right if a preacher speculates, as long as he tells you he's speculating. Here's what I think. If you were Nebuchadnezzar, and Daniel had interpreted your dream in chapter 2, and Daniel had shut up the wise men of Babylon in chapter 2, If you were Nebuchadnezzar and Daniel had told you the head of gold, the breasts and arms of silver, the thighs of brass, the legs of iron, the feet of iron and clay, and you had defied that and made a golden image, 
might you send Daniel on a diplomatic mission to the far-flung corners of the empire? I mean, might not that be your strategy? Because you don't want to confront Daniel again, right? And if you can get the whole nation to bow down, even these three Hebrew worthies, if you can get them to compromise their faith, then you can come back with a power play on Daniel. So my speculation is that if I were King Nebuchadnezzar, I wouldn't want to deal with Daniel again immediately after he tells me the interpretation of the image. You say, I'm not sure that's true. Well, neither am I. If you have a better suggestion, tell me. I don't know where Daniel was, but I know where he wasn't. He wasn't on the plains of Dura. Therefore, the king says, I make a decree that any people, nation, or language which speaks anything amidst against the God of Shadrach, Meshach, and Abednego, I mean, he's really a converted king now, isn't he? shall be cut in pieces and their houses shall be made in ash heap because there is no other God who can deliver like this. The king is still a pagan. But he does recognize that God is all-powerful, that God can deliver. Even a pagan king recognizes that God can deliver. When you and I are faithful to God in the midst of the crisis of life and people see that God can deliver us from bitterness when things don't go our way, that God can deliver us from anger and God can deliver us from depression and God can deliver us from disappointment when things don't go. When, when the world sees that we have a trust in God, even unbelievers, even people who don't believe in the kingdom of God, they see that there is a God who can deliver. Like Gandhi said once, Gandhi said, I would become a Christian if Christians lived like Christ. The greatest need of the world today is men and women who have been transformed by the grace of Christ and show the deliverance of God in their lives and show the kindness, the compassion, the unselfishness of Christ in their lives. Show that faithfulness to God means obedience to what God says and obedience is the happiest way to live. For a number of years, I was the speaker-director of It Is Written television program and my dear friend Dr. Wilbur Nelson and I began to pioneer work years ago in China. I had an office in China, in Beijing, in um, the uh, Ministry of Health that we outlined. We developed relationships with the Ministry of Health. China was becoming um, the, a country which in the world was going to be targeted to have more cigarettes sold and smoke there in any place in the world. So we were working on smoking and health. One day I was sitting in my office and got a telegram from the United States government, and, the United, and it said this. I had just come back from China, and it said, we regret to inform you that your colleague, Dr. Wilbur Nelson, was crossing the street in China, and he was hit by a bicycle. It knocked him off his balance, fell back, and gashed his head, and he bled to death in the streets. I was absolutely devastated, absolutely devastated. That was the official story. We're not sure what happened to Dr. Nelson. But he, we do know he bled to death in the street. When I received that letter, I'd just been in China with him. I was sitting in my office. I knew that we had to contact his wife, which we did, contacted his wife, Dorothy. And I was just amazed as she worked through her grief and we worked through all the horror and the difficulty of that experience. She told me this story. She said, Mark, when Wilbur left for China, we were in the car on the way to the airport. And when we were on the way, he took out a little notepad. We pulled over to the side of the road, and he said, Dorothy, I have written a song 
and I want you to cherish this song because we're parting and I don't know whether we'll see one another again. And she said, what do you mean, Wilbur? You've traveled there many times. He had a PhD in Chinese, in fact, and he was a physician, just a brilliant, brilliant man. But he said to her, he said, I've written a song that was called Someday Soon Jesus Will Come. And he read her the verses of that song. Someday soon Jesus will come. Someday soon our tears will be over. Someday soon all heartache will be gone. Someday soon we'll never go through the trials of life again. And he read her that song just as they were at the airport. And when I went to comfort her after her husband's death, she said, Mark, I want to show you something. And she read to me the song that her husband had written just the night before he got on the plane. And he said to her, I don't know if we'll see one another again. And she said to me, Mark, through tears, Mark, as difficult as this is, I'm going through my fiery furnace, but I know Christ is with me. I know that he's by my side, and I'm going to make a commitment to go back to China and minister to the Chinese and take up the work that my husband let down. My friends, that's faith. It is faith to know that God will never leave you He will never forsake you, that he's with you in every trial of life, and that whatever you experience, there's a better world coming. He's with us to comfort, he's with us to strengthen, and he's with us to point forward to hope. You're listening to Hope Lives 365. Pastor Mark Finley is coming right back, but first, I mentioned earlier a large resource that we want to send you as a way of saying thanks for your financial support to this ministry of Hope Lives 365. I'm referring to the Red Letter Edition King James Version World Heritage Reference Bible. Beautifully bonded in black leather, uh, the volume also includes 106 pages of Pastor Mark Finley's study helps. There are center column references, color pages, and another 123 pages of Bible concordance, and a presentation page, too, so you can share your family history. Uh, this would make an excellent gift, or just an addition to your own personal family library. And in return for your generous support of $50 or more, you're welcome to request a copy of the KJV World Heritage Reference Bible. Get in touch today online at hopelives365.com. Or make your donation when you request the Bible by calling 855-888-HOPE. That's toll-free, 855-888-HOPE. And let me pass along a special request from Pastor Mark. We'd love to hear how God is using these messages from Daniel in your own life. Write today and tell us. Send it to Hope Lives 365, Post Office Box 118, Haymarket, Virginia, 20168. Remember, too, that you can hear today's presentation and the others in the series in their entirety. The audio is available at hopelives365.com. Look for the title, Defying the Death Decree, in the radio archives. Again, hopelives365.com. We are not strangers to trial. Jesus was not stranger to trial. But we are so thankful that whatever we experience or face, Jesus is by our side. In a few moments, Pastor Mark will close out today's program of Hope Lives 365. And as we finish up today's edition of Hope Lives 365, Pastor Mark Fenley closes with a final prayer of encouragement. Here's Pastor Mark. Let's pray. Father, we thank you 
there's a better world coming. And as long as we're in this world, there are going to be fiery trials. As Peter says in Scripture, think it not strange for the fiery trial that is to come upon you. We are not strangers to trial. Jesus was not stranger to trial. But we are so thankful that whatever we experience or face, Jesus is by our side. He does not forsake us. We live in a world of good and evil, a world where bad things at times happen even to good people because of the world we're living in. But we're thankful that through all of that, you will encourage us, you will strengthen us, you will never leave us. And we're thankful that we can look forward to the day as the words of my dear friend, Dr. Wilbur Nelson, the song goes, someday Jesus will come. Someday the tears and heartache will be over. And we thank you that that's a reality in Christ's name. Amen. Pastor Mark Findlay on today's Hope Lives 365. This reminder... We stand ready to assist you in your own journey of faith, and we have a number of excellent biblical resources available for you, including a copy of today's lesson at the website hopelives365.com. Again, hopelives365.com. Well, that does it for today. Thanks for joining us. Next time, Pastor Mark Finley continues the series about unsealing the secrets of Daniel. Join us next time for another Hope Lives 365.